Hello and welcome to special guest on the Motocross Network. My name is Trevor and I will be your host. Today we have an MXGP class rookie, JK Racing Yamaha's Elvin Osland. How are you doing today, man? Yeah, uh, nice to be in the in the show and yeah, I'm doing I'm doing great. I'm in Italy at the moment and uh, yeah, doing the the winter prep. Yeah, so you've only been racing GPs since 2016, so you're still a relatively new rider. Yeah, I, I've been uh, I've been doing uh, GPs now, I think, for five years. Yes, uh, in the MX2 class, so started to get some experience, and uh, yeah, have uh, uh, done some some good results and struggled a little bit as well, but. Uh, yeah, now it's my will be my first year in MX Keeper, so really looking forward for that and uh, also for to ride a big bike. Oh yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing you on the big bike as well. Um, of the only the five seasons you've raced, this past year was your best. Um, you finished 11th yeah. overall in the championship, which is pretty dang good. Yeah. Um, but the couple of years before that, I believe 2018 and 19 wasn't as good as you normally have finished. So. I was wondering what happened in those years. Yeah, yeah. If we start uh, at uh, at eighteen, I uh, I had a really good winter and uh, was feeling good. And then uh, after a few GPs, I I crashed and injured my foot actually, and I miss uh, maybe three months. Uh, so yeah, I didn't race much that year. And uh, and uh, then in nineteen. I don't know. I was feeling good and uh, wasn't a good bike, but just I don't know. The something was missing, and yeah, uh, difficult to say what. But yeah, uh, it wasn't just the best best season for me. Uh, but yeah, like like this year, I uh, it's my best best year in MX2, and uh, yeah, also the overall. Uh, 11 in, in the championship is, is the best for me so i'm uh, i'm quite happy with that yeah i mean 11th you cannot complain about an 11th but um correct me if i'm wrong in the 2018 season were you on husqvarna uh 19 on husqvarna and okay. yamaha in uh, 18 yes yeah because i saw you started on yamaha and you were there for a while i don't know the exact team it didn't say that on the mxgp results site but you were on Yamaha for a while, then you switched yeah, to Suzuki for yeah. or Husqvarna for a bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's true. I did uh, the first years uh, with Yamaha and uh, until uh, until my injury actually, and then uh, I start uh, start with Husqvarna the year after. So obviously, with this year being your best year, um, could you give us like a? Yeah insight into your year like were you expecting to do the best were you training harder or how'd you get there i think uh i i come to a pretty good uh good team i think the people around uh, everything was working quite good with uh with uh, i had good mechanics and uh, good people around me uh and also the setup of the bike was good and i i was feeling good uh and then the training, I mean, I did pretty much same like I always do, uh, and uh, it's not so much different there. It's just in the end of the season, I 
I start working with a with a new trainer actually, and it was also at this time we start doing a little bit progress with the results. Uh, so uh, and yeah, we'll continue with that uh, training also going into this year. So uh, feeling good with that. Yeah, this this year is going to be tough for you, obviously, because I mean. You really don't have that much experience compared to the top riders in the GP class. Those guys, most guys in the GP class have like almost a decade of experience. So you coming in with only yeah. five seasons and then being forced yeah. into the MXGP class, in my opinion, too early. It's going to be yeah. interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we have the age rule, but at the same time, uh, I've been riding quite a lot of 450 also and I always like this bike. It suits my my riding style uh, pretty good because I'm not the most aggressive rider, and I, I really like to ride with the power of the bike and use the engine. So I think it's gonna suit me very good, and I will prepare as as good as I can, and then we'll see how it's gonna go. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, the FIM rule with the 23 year old um, maximum age for the 250 or MX2 class that. Um, it's unfortunate, I think, because there's a lot of riders like you who are finally yeah. like getting the grips of your team, your bike, everything, and you're finally putting everything together to get good results. And then yeah. they're like, nope, sorry, you got to move up. So how do you feel about yeah. that? Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's Maybe the rule should be maybe two to 25 or something, 20, like two years more. Uh but at the same time, it's yeah. Some some riders they are uh, uh, they ride very good on 250, and they can't really. The style is not really for 450, and they struggle a lot. But I also think like you can't stay in MX2 for for all your life. But uh, yeah, like maybe they should have uh, one two years more in MX2. Uh, should be great. Yeah, exactly. Not not everyone's greatest on the 250. Not everyone's greatest on the 450. Everybody's different. Yeah. Some guys can do amazing in the MX2 class and then move up, and yep, not not doing so good. But yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, it kind of sucks because some guys come into the sport later. Like, there's some guys who immediately get into MX2 class, like Jorge Prado, and he was how old when he came in there? I think 15 his first season, 16 or something like that. Yeah, something like that, yeah. So, if he hadn't won that quickly, he could have been for a while. But then there's guys who come in a little bit later, and because of the age rule, they're not yeah. allowed to be there that long, and then they kind of get, like, cheated with um, experience. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And uh, also, like, like Prado there, he he won uh, the championship, I don't know, uh, two times or three times, and then he also had to move, move up because of that, so... He's uh, he's really young in the keeping class, but at the same time, he's very good rider and he's doing good. So for him, it's okay. Oh yeah, exactly. I think the two championship rule. I think that's a pretty decent one because if you can win two MX2 yeah. championships, maybe you should be up there. He is young, but I think he's got some good stuff coming. But um, so you yeah, I was keeping an eye on you earlier in or the later last year, about December. I think that's when you signed with JK Racing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was uh, watching the time. Thomas Kier Olsen. Who else was a rookie coming up? There are a few rookies. Uh, yeah, Ben Watson. Yes, Ben uh, Watson, TKO, and you, yeah. I think, were the only ones. And I was yeah. like, man, 
Elvin Olsen hasn't gotten signed yet. This is weird because you yeah. did so good, but then again, there's not many spots. So how do you feel yeah, with this exactly. team? I feel good. It's uh, The deal come quite late for me. and uh, uh, I mean, I've been riding Yamaha also in the past, and I, I really liked the bike. So I come down and meet the team and test the bike, and... Yeah, its bike was just amazing, the 450 Yamaha, and just just like the stock bike, uh, I really really liked it from the beginning. So I, yeah, I think we can we can do something good uh, together. It's a really just small but like family team. Uh, the dad and the son uh, make make the team uh, kind of so, and uh, yeah, I think it would be be very good. Okay, yeah, it'll be if it's a, it's a smaller team, so it'll be easier, like you said. It'd be kind, it kind of become family, so they could yeah. treat you as their yeah. own and make sure you do your best. Yeah. Um, yeah. I figured you'd say that you would feel more comfortable on that bike because you spent a few years racing Yamaha. I figured you'd be experienced with the bike, so you'd be more prepared learning yeah. on a Yamaha 450. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've been riding also the Yamaha 450 before actually, and they make they make some improvements since improvements uh, since that. But yeah, the bike is is very good. Absolutely, Yamaha has been. I think not. I'm not sure if it was exactly the top rated bike the past couple of years, but it's been first or second place almost every time the past few years. So um, yeah. yeah. So what exactly are your expectations for 2021 do you have specific goals for yourself or does your team have a specific goal or actually it's almost the first time i, I don't have so much experience uh, expectation uh, for the season because yeah everything is new now and uh, uh but yeah i i i will uh, really love and will work hard to make make some top tens uh during the season that's that's a goal for for us that would be incredible if you if you're in the top 10 i can see a good future in the mxgp class for you it's not going to be easy but i think if you train and you stay as consistent as you were this year i truly believe you can definitely get top tens um yeah yeah i mean uh we that's we need to need to set a set a good good uh goal uh that we can work for and uh yeah, we say like if we can do top tens, then uh, then we 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 will be happy. All right, man. That's all I've got for you today. Um, I'd like to thank you for taking the time to join us. Uh, we wish you the yeah, best. Yeah, no and problems. Good luck this year, man. I think you can do something. <laughs> yeah, thank you. And, all right. uh Yeah, thank you for having me. All right, I'd like to talk to you sometime in the future too. Hopefully, it's after you get that top ten. Yeah, I truly believe you can do that. Um. Again, thank you and good luck. Okay, thank you. All right, talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Special Guest on the Motocross Network. If you enjoyed this podcast, give us a follow if you're on Spotify or subscribe if you're listening on YouTube. For the latest race results, news articles, or opinion articles, visit themotocrossnetwork.com. This podcast was produced by the Motocross Network. Everything moto, period.